Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Miles and the Muscle. I am the boom boom muscle, joined by my frozen lake skating buccaneer hating co-host Mozzie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh how we doing? Um I'm doing well. Um I'll have a few minutes here in a bit while I'm not doing so well while I have to talk about the Bucks, you know, being good and win their division. But aside from that, I'm I'm solid. How about yourself? You know, I'm doing okay. Doing, doing pretty well. It's sunny. It's a little warm, but it's nice. You know, no complaints. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure we could find some complaints, but yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we, we won't. We won't air them here. You know, aside 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 from the bucks. Aside from the bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if you couldn't tell, we are talking about the NFC South, and we have the Bucks winning the division. Unfortunately, it's yeah. uh, sort of. They're good, but also sort of by default, like parts parts of each. Like I don't expect them to face a ton of competition for the division. Um, maybe a little bit, but overall, this team. I think you've got them twelve and five. I've got them. I'm gonna say thirteen and four. I think eleven to fifteen is probably the range, and unfortunately, eleven might be the floor. But I think a probable five and one against the division is gonna be a nice buoy. Yeah. So, I mean, originally I had them even with even more wins, but they have suffered some offensive line issues. That's pretty big for them. They did lose Ryan Jensen for presumably the year. Um, They also lost their guard, Aaron Stinney, who wasn't an amazing guard, but he was solid, was probably He he was our guard. He was our guard. And now they've got Luke Decky and Nick Leverett competing for that uh who are not as good um Shaq Mason is still very good Tristan Wirfs is good and Donovan Smith is very good so they've got three very good offensive line pieces but they're down two and it's a long season and those two are not coming back this year potentially playoff time but uh probably not so outside that like that's a big problem Uh you place it you play a team like the Rams that have an Aaron Donald, that's going to be a really big issue. Uh, But outside of that, they're fucking stacked. They have a good pass rush, run defense, great linebackers, corners, and safety play. They have Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Julio, and Godwin. Uh, They're kind of a super team. So, yeah, (laughs) probably going to nearly sweep the entire division and... Not much else to, uh, yeah, to take away from them. So yeah, they're, yeah, they're a double-digit win team in potential for the buy, and <sighs> especially in the NFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, much to say. Yeah, when I was going through it, so there are like there are four matchups I kind of identified that can probably go either way. That gives them that range of eleven to fifteen. I'm saying, um, unfortunately. They get a lot. I like how we keep saying, like, oh, unfortunately, 
they get this benefit. <laughs> like, because they get Baltimore at the Rams at home. Those are two I gave them because they're at home. Um, and then, like, at Pittsburgh, at San Fran, like, those are tougher ones given, like, you know, if they're still having some interior line issues, I could see those teams kind of giving them some issues. Or if they're, you know, if they've, if they've suffered any line injuries at that point, and, like, you know, at this point, I actually might give the Rams the one with just the interior pressure they can generate. Same with Baltimore. Um, but those are both at home. They get they get a lot of their hard games at home. Green Bay, Kansas City, they get those at home. Like Cincinnati, like they get that at home. So um, I I had been losing to Arizona on the road. I know I've got a New Orleans uh, loss in there on the road in week two, just because New Orleans usually finds a way to get one over on them, and a lot of it ends up being pressure based. And I think they're probably the second best team in the division slash the one that matches up best with Tampa um but yeah if their line keeps getting hurt there could be some issues but right now they're still fine enough to hold up around it it seems like Godwin's all good for now um that was one of the big kind of question marks was, was he gonna be ready for the season it looks like he will be um I'm kind of curious what happens at tight end um I really hope they don't trade for Gasicki if, if he's on the market because uh, that would make them really fucking scary. Um, they've got Brayton and Ruoff as their kind of duo right now. They're looking at. Um, for some reason, like my radar is just like making me feel concerned about Leonard Fournette. I don't know why. Like, I, I can't predict an injury, and like, there's no one there that's gonna push him. But for some reason, like, I, I don't know. Like, so it just seems fishy. I could be wrong. Like, I maybe I'm like. Because I, I can't find anything specific to push back on why he'd be good for fantasy. Like, it, I just can't. So I, have, I think I kind of accept that he's probably going to be good for fantasy. Uh, yeah, but when you have that, you kind of have to lean into it. And I will I will offer one uh, problem. It's that if they are indeed switching up their offensive scheme towards something new, uh, which... Who was the guy that talked about it? There was someone I heard in an interview talking about how they were doing that um, and trying to implement some more, you know, zone run schemes. If you do have a weak interior line, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fournette is probably still fine, but you know that there, you know, there might be some concern there. Uh, they also drafted Rashad White, mm-hmm. who might offer a little bit more outside shiftiness than Fournette does, who's a little bit more of a bulldozer. Um, so if the holes aren't there for him to bulldoze through mm-hmm. and Rashad White is there to be the twitchy outside guy, you might see a little bit more efficiency out of Rashad White's touches as opposed to Fournette's. Yeah, and him balling out would kind of is, is the route to Fournette not living up to the standard kind of thing or like what we're expecting from him. Where where did he go? Was was Rashad like late third, right? Oh, it sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so a decent enough pick. So Especially for I, running back. Yeah, I I just don't know how uh easy it will be for a rookie to get on the field with Tom Brady in a Todd Bowles team. Yeah, I have no idea. He is that's, already that's a, past Vaughn though on the depth well, chart. Eh. I don't think that, that wasn't really a tough feat, was it? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you did bring up bowls, mm-hmm. which that's kind of a big issue for me. 
I know that Arians sometimes gets uh, maybe his importance gets a little overblown. Um, but he's he's better than Bowles. <laughs> Bowles, there's a reason that Bowles didn't last with the Jets, and it's because his teams would always look good for half the game, and it was the half that didn't matter. Uh, it was the first half. He was awful at second half adjustments. I ha- still have no reason to believe that that has improved. Now, something that I'll come back to over and over again is the idea that a lot of times when you have a coaching shift like this, the the immediate uh, result is not very much different, but in the long run, it becomes apparent. Um, and they inherit somebody else's team, and they still have the vibe of last year with them. Mm-hmm. So they, for at least one year, look relatively the same, and then it starts to decline, which is kind of what happened with Jim Caldwell everywhere he went. He would look okay, and then it would just kind of get worse and worse and worse. So this is, I would say, definitively the Bucks' window is this year to win it. Yeah. And... I I kind of expect Bulls to be fine this year and steadily uh, decline. Uh, that, yeah. That's fair, yeah. That, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to overblow, like, the Tom Brady being God thing. I mean, it'll be, it'll, <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if Arians would have actually, like, been cool with that and Bulls was, but I don't think it'll matter. It is tom brady so but yeah it's tom brady he knows what he's doing he's been to what 20 consecutive training camps not too not too pressed on that yeah probably agreed ahead of time that he had to take giselle to the bahamas or (laughs) and they were like yeah all right fair (laughs) i uh i don't i don't feel like reliving the gruden era but i assume you saw the whole thing about apparently they were that Brady to Vegas might have been a thing that was going to happen. Then Gruden said no. And that's where that whole, like, you chose that motherfucker over me thing came from yeah. with, like, Brady. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But it's one of those things where, like, man, like, the team would be good. But it would feel wrong. It would feel so wrong. Like, if Brady hey, had been a Raider. Yeah, I know what you mean. Tom Brady. You know, yeah. And then just doesn't, it just there. feels wrong, yeah. Just feels so, yeah inappropriate. It's dirty. I'm glad you have Devontae though. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. anything oh, else yeah. on the uh, anything else on the Bucks before we go to the Saints? No, I think that about covers it. Yeah, so they'll still be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we so we both have the Saints. Uh, as as decent. I see you have ten and seven. I've got them in between seven and ten and nine and ten, but around that kind of range of plucky to fringe. Or maybe just above 500, kind of that zone. The Saints are a team that I have just continuously added an extra win to as the offseason's gone on. Ah. Um, here's the thing. I know they lost Sean Payton, and that is really big. But Dennis Allen has also been with this team for a very long time, and I do not expect any changes in how he runs things from what it seems like they are just doing the exact same thing that they have been doing for a long time. They just have a new person leading it. And I don't know 
anything really about Dennis Allen, uh, how he will be as a coach. He was not a good coach for the Raiders, although I guess I can double check that roster. Like that was my one of my big concerns was like I think the drop off from Peyton to Dennis Allen is like a pretty huge coaching drop off. Like, so he went 4-12 and 12 twice and then started 0-4 and, and got let go. Um, so back in 2012 and 13-14, and let me let me see what the roster was. Because may, maybe it was a little more reasonable. Um, so one of them was Carson Palmer year. One of them was a Terrell Pryor year. Okay, that's fair. Um, and the following one was Derek Carr's first year. So... You have Palmer final year, a Terrell prior than Derek Carr's first year that don't go great. That's understandable, but they were really fucking bad. Like that last <laughs> Palmer year, though. They were so bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah, and it wasn't like, like, Palmer played all the games. That's the thing, though. Like, they were just bad. So. Right. I, th- that was a concern for me, but I, you know, I could end up being wrong. Like you said, maybe it's barely any change. Well, like they're, he's not instituting anything different than what Sean Payton had been doing. So, like no, that's, that's fair. The offense will be consistent. We know what to expect. Um, I do think that uh, Allen might fit into the same thing as Bowles then, because he's been there. He's <laughs> going to keep true. things the same. And for a year, it probably won't make that big of a difference, but in the long run, it will. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. So I still expect some competitiveness from the Saints. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Jameis can do. I'm ready for it. If he doesn't, uh, he needs to stay healthy so we can mm-hmm. see what he actually can do um, after his post LASIK. That was like two years ago now, and I still don't know. <laughs> uh, they've still got Kamara. They've got Michael Thomas coming back. Jarvis Landry was added in, and Chris Olave, who we mm-hmm. love. So they've got a lot of good weapons. Uh, their offensive line is still f- really freaking good. They yeah, they lost their left tackle, and that is big. But their other four positions are the same and very good themselves. Mm-hmm. They still got a good um, defense. Yep. Still have a good defense, good linebackers, you know, still have Cameron Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore. And Adebo played well too, right? Paulson Adebo? Yeah, I think, was he their slot corner or where was he at? Uh, let's see. I think he good. was a rookie last year and was playing well. Gotcha. Because, yeah, I remember we, for how long, targeted, uh, was it PJ Williams in the slot or whatever? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's CJ Gardner Johnson's or slot and Debo's uh, on one of the sides. Got it. I couldn't I couldn't remember how that was set up after after Lattimore. But I yeah I think he was solid. But I I do not remember off the top of my head if I'm being totally honest. So I don't want to blabber too much. I, I do remember good things about him. And then we have a uh, Marcus May and uh, Tyron Matthew there at safety, which probably yeah. isn't like the best combination but it is a very savvy one that's you know veteran presence mm-hmm. so there's there's a lot of good things going for this team um okay got good linebackers got jordan cameron so yeah well uh it ultimately does i think come down i think we'll get a pretty clear idea of how dennis allen is as a coach because they should be competitive they yeah. should be uh 
up there in the upper echelon of teams. They have the roster. Yeah, yeah. So it comes out to Dennis Allen, Jameis, how he James. is post injury, and just how he is in general. And then if Michael Thomas is fine, apparently he missed a practice with the hamstring thing. Hopefully that's not huge. <laughs> so right, because him, him him being back would be a nice boon for their offense. I think they'll be solid. That's I mean I do ha- I have them at potentially above five hundred. Uh, the the swings there are like a the Pittsburgh game and maybe sweeping Carolina. Um, I gave them a split with Tampa unlike their division mates. So. Yeah, there, there are a couple key factors for this team that kind of might swing them one way or the other or possibly over the hump if everything goes their way. Um, but they're going to be scrappy and, they, and and they're going to be like in every game, I think, for the most part. I just yeah. don't know if they'll make it to the playoffs. Now, if they go 9-8, and eight, that might be playoffs. I'm not sure, but... It might be. The NFC is not nearly as stacked as the AFC. Yeah, it's a little easier, but... So look, I'm looking through. Okay, so we've got this division. We've got potentially two from the north. We've got, I think we're saying one from the east. And the, the west will be kind of the big factor. It's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on how all those teams do. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, nine and eight from the Saints might be enough to, to get them through. Um, if if the uh, NFC least underperforms how we are expecting. <laughs> <laughs> They just beat each other up all year, and then <laughs> they all end up yeah. with similar records. <laughs> if, if they do get to ten and seven, I think that's probably playoff. But yeah, yeah it's it, it, that that last zone, like that, like last wild card spot's going to be a fucking battle in the NFC. It's it might be a shit show battle, but it'll be a battle. We'll see. Hell yeah! So. We move on to the Panthers, and I, I want you to start here because, like, I was a little low on them, and then I kind of read through what you said. I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. So, talk to me about the Panthers. The Panthers are another one where I was just like, wow, they're going to suck. Um, and that's partially because I don't really believe in uh, Matt Rule all that much. Uh, but there are some caveats, and I think they are important. A, we know Darnold, bless his heart, he's, he's very... T- talented with the football um he just does not have the processing speed for the nfl it's and you know (laughs) i say bless his heart because we're in the south Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it uh but we if he really is that you know bad to put it not lightly then there is you know justification for why the panthers looked like shit last year or finished like shit because they started off like three and oh with a good defense mm-hmm. uh so let's go through the roster really quickly they got bozeman at center they got corbett from the rams and they drafted my favorite lineman in the draft Ike McQuanu, uh who can play guard tackle whatever he's a beast so their line is actually fairly solid now this is great for baker and CMC, because now you've got the actual identity of an offense. You have a quarterback that can not have to make insane throws, but accurately deliver them to his yak monsters. DJ Moore, Robbie, uh, CMC. I should probably say him twice because <laughs> how that works. Terrace Marshall. So Baker is being asked to 
do something that's well within his wheelhouse uh, mm-hmm. to a bunch of really fast, speedy, dangerous yak monsters. So I like that a lot. Uh, <laughs> it sounds scary, like the yak monsters coming yak after monsters. you. But yeah, like DJ Moore and CMC and Robbie and CMC, they've got... <laughs> We've got like the, the Yakalina Panthers is what we'll call them. It's exactly... So I think that offense has a nice identity to it. And if Matt Rule sucks, I think we'll know early, and I think he'll be gone by mid-year, and the offense will improve. And that's just reality. If he doesn't suck, though, then they have an offense. Defensively, they get uh, they have Dante Jackson, who was really good last year, and then he got hurt. So he's coming back. They had J.C. Horn, who was playing pretty well as a rookie before he got hurt. Their run defense is lacking. Their linebackers are bad. But they have a pass rush, and they potentially have a very good secondary. Mm -hmm. This team is really interesting to me. I think there is a good possibility that people are sleeping on them. Yeah, as as I went through the the position group, I was like, okay, this team's got good receivers. Like, they've got two really solid ones and potentially a third one. If Terrace Marshall steps up, they've got one of the best running backs in the league. And if C.J. Henderson steps up, they've got a really good secondary. And even outside of him, they've got a solid one. Um, the front seven underperformed a lot last year. Their linebackers are still weak, but that like that front should have, like the, the D-line should have been way better last year than they were. And they just weren't. The run defense was terrible. They weren't getting up of a pass rush. Um, I think I think we'll see, you know, Brown continue to get better because he's pretty young. But they've got Perns and Ioannidis up there as well. And Shaq Thompson in the linebacking core kind of the only one holding it down there at all um yeah the o-line is not a liability like that's that's a huge thing because baker needs an okay o-line at least like if if you if you let baker get killed back there he's not gonna succeed um not many quarterbacks will but he can move but his game is not like justin fields type of thing where he can actually run around and make a play and score like Lamar type of thing but B- Baker you you want you want to get Baker on the move you just don't want him running a ton if that makes sense you know what I mean um right so yeah when you got Baker and then a Darnold backup you need you need to get a line or at least a decent one um the, the big thing is 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 rule a rube you know that's what we kind of have to figure out here I so like I said I had Seven to ten initially, on one pass I docked them down to like five and twelve because I did, I was like yeah maybe not these wins but now I'm, I'm more back towards the seven to ten thing, um, just because I think they can beat the Giants probably, mm-hmm. but and then another Atlanta win those are kind of the two um, that I was swinging on although I I I'm not gonna like staunchly say the seven to ten because it could be the five and twelve if rule is bad but like you say may, maybe we'll see him ditch pretty quickly if that's the case um so i have a question for you do you remember who their oc is now oh yeah ben mcadoo yeah i don't what the fuck like (laughs) why did why did he hire him (laughs) like actually the thing is though that mcadoo had success as an oc it was when he was a head coach that was just this is not there's not even anything here. Like, do not ever try this again. Just do that's OC. fair. Yeah, let me let me look at his his history here. So, Giants OC in fourteen and fifteen. 
and then which is when they won uh, the Super Bowl, right? Uh, what did they win the Super Bowl? I forget what you. Or no, that was, was two thousand. Yeah, was it? Six and ten was rough. Six and ten, yeah, they they were six and ten, both fourteen and fifteen. McAdoo, they were they went to the playoffs eleven and five his first year, and then were really bad uh, the following year. Right. Then it was Shermer. So, although I thought McAdoo was, I don't know, he he didn't he wasn't anywhere last year. So, huh. yeah, he we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he was the Jacksonville's quarterback coach in twenty twenty, and then had a year off, and now he's back with Carolina as your OC. So. I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know how that'll go. Maybe they'll balance each other out in a weird way. Who knows? In okay, in his first season as OC, the offense improved from the 28th highest scoring in 2013 to the 13th in 2014, and in 2015 they became the sixth highest scoring offense despite losing left tackle. Uh, Will be Victor Cruz and tight ends. So so it's just their defense is garbage. Yeah, he he definitely has some knowledge of offense at the very least. Not game. Oh, yeah, was that know, the Odell situation. Beckham year? His rookie year. Sounds right. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, and he had the catch. <laughs> the catch. The catch. <laughs> so may, maybe it's not as bad as I think. With it's not as bad. He is still a meme. He is still <laughs> so. He has the best sound bites. He's what did he say? He said, "I left." I left my crystal ball in my other pants. <laughs> That's like a Ted Lasso thing almost at that point. Isn't it? <laughs> he basically oh is like a real life kind of, uh, yeah. Version kind of, of like that. a, like a shittier version of a real life Ted Lasso. Not like, right. I'm not like calling him a shitty coach. I mean, maybe I will be halfway through the year. I don't know. But like, uh, just not, not as endearing version. I should say, there we go. Um, <laughs> But either way, uh, so with Carolina, their schedule's really tough. Um, like some of the losses, Arizona, San Fran, Rams, Tampa, Cincy, Baltimore, Denver, Pittsburgh. Like a New Orleans loss, probably Tampa again. Like it's a it's a tough run, my dude. So yep. their record may not be great, but I do think that there's a little more fantasy appeal here than meets the eye. I think we could maybe see Robbie come back into relevance. Obviously, CMC's the guy. Maybe we'll get Tommy Tremble. Baker could end up viable. Who knows? So, yeah, I think there's a lot of upside here. If they can control games with that style of offense, their defense can smother opposing quarterbacks. They can uh, like command leads pretty well. I uh, yeah, I, I I think I think if they get Baker comfortable and in his style, like you said, then it'll work. Got to get him comfy, boys. Yeah, <laughs> let's see if they do that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not at, he's not at his home anymore. No, he lived in the stadium, so right. He had to move everything to the Panther Stadium. Yeah, Ugh, so just the moving costs alone, man. <laughs> Awful. But uh, we move on to my Falcons. Um, so you're a lot more optimistic about them than I am. I I have them pretty bad. I gave them two and fifteen. I I'm probably underselling them some. There are a few wins I could give them. Maybe I give them a split with New Orleans. Maybe I give them Seattle. That puts them at four. Maybe I give them Washington. That puts them at five. I I cannot put them any higher than five potentially. But the the point is, and two it's hard to only win two games. So maybe I should say like four, three or four, four maybe is fair. But regardless, they stink. Um, <laughs> this is a, there's a good chance this is the worst roster in the league. If not, it's 
bottom three, I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, they've got Pitts in London. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, if, if we're not counting Calvin Ridley since he's not playing this year, um, they've got AJ Terrell. And I can't think off the top of my head of any other bright spots. Um, I don't. I don't know what to think about Cordell Patterson still being the running back this year. I expected him to get yeah. replaced, but he didn't. Um, they do still have so they do have Casey Hayward now in the secondary. They have Grady Jarrett up front, so they've got a few players on defense that are good and a few players on offense that are good. But unfortunately, in the NFL, you need more than a few, um, and their offensive line is is pretty rough. Um, they are kind of near the bottom with. With you know the other teams with these trash rosters, kind of you know Seahawks as well, they're they're gonna be the two teams kind of fighting for that top pick, probably. Yeah. The Bears have a bad roster too, but they've got Fields, so I'm kind of edging them out a bit, uh, on that front. But yeah, no, it's gonna be brutal. I think. Uh, yeah. There's a, the only hope is that we're like super wrong on Ritter and he's actually good. Um, he's had some solid preseason moments. But he's definitely had some moments where he was not penalized for what were probably poor decisions, whether it be third string poor coverage or dropped ints or roughing penalties that negated interception. And aside from that, it is still the preseason. So there's a chance we see him in the regular season and he sucks like we thought he would. Or and I, I, I do hope I'm wrong because he's on the Falcons now. So I'm hoping he's good. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, got London. Pitts is amazing. I love him. The team is not, though. So that's why I'm not going, like, nutso on Pitts at redraft this year just because of, like, the issue last year was the touchdowns, and, like, I don't know if that's going to get better this year. Right. It might be next year before it gets better. Um, everyone got real excited because he had that, you know, got great separation, got a nice 50-yard gain. Wonderful. However, however, what I saw, what I saw with that was Mariota underthrowing him and costing a touchdown. Yeah. Um. He, dude, Pitts has this guy fucking torched. And <laughs> if, if this ball is in stride or even like close to in stride, this is a touchdown. Pitts, if yeah. it's if it's in stride, Pitts outruns him. If it's like mostly in stride, Pitts can probably knock him off of him. But Pitts has to like really slow up to get this ball and gets taken down. I'm like, man. And like, so I was at the gym sitting there doing calf raises when I saw that. And I was like verbally lamenting it. Everyone's probably like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But. <laughs> I was like sitting there cussing out Mariota, um, uh, and then the, the drive ends in a field goal, as Falcons drives are want to do in the red zone. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's I think it'll be a long year. Twenty twenty three will be more exciting. Maybe twenty twenty four they're good. I'm excited for like you know London. I'm really curious if Patterson State Institute or that other ugly air guy they've got does more. Um, all I ask though is that you uh, please cut Mayfield. Uh, please, <laughs> please cut him. He got destroyed by uh, Coach Smith during that when he had. Yeah. The, do not let him see the field. Oh. I see him listening as a backup right now. Please just do not yeah. let him on the field. He's so he, bad. He's already been relegated to backup. Yeah, he'll cost you games. Like, they at least have, like, Lindstrom and Matthews and McGarry. Like, they've got some guys and some potential up there. Maybe it'll improve. But, yeah, do not let Mayfield on the field. It's brutal. When he's out it's there, real. yeah, it's bad. It's like it's like Chaz Green level. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a liability. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. It's 
we know that this is kind of a it's not like a tank tank year they still want to win games but their roster it's just sort of a realistic expectation that they're in a rebuild and that they're kind of putting the pieces together i gave them six wins because i believe in their coaches um i there's something about arthur smith where you know if i look at him versus rule i say smith has it rule doesn't um i do think he's very good offensively i think he provides a lot to a team in terms of boosting their offense and i like the idea that Mariota can literally just throw the ball up and one of london or pitts will probably <laughs> come down with it because i'm That's pretty true. sure wingspan to wingspan they actually cover the entire length of the field it's not <laughs> scientifically proven but they're both 50 50 ball guys who are like 95 five ball guys they have insane catch radius they're giant um all of their players are huge by the way like carson wentz would do so well here quarter <laughs> patterson is like six two brian edwards is there brian edwards is big drake london's six four pitts is is he six five he's six, massive six. yeah so they've got all these like i I think they'll win some games because of that. I really do. I think that uh, they don't want to lose in the same way that the Seahawks want to lose. I think that they're okay that they will lose because that's the reality of the situation, but they're still going to try to win. Whereas I think the Seahawks legitimately might just be like front office wise tanking. Um, Hmm. Because, you know, they traded Russ for fucking nothing. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a... They yeah they could have probably gotten more. Um, Pitts does come in at six six by the way. Yeah. I so one other addition that is gonna be hilarious for me to say is that they have Damien Williams now. So uh-huh. if Patterson gets hurt, it might be Damien Williams instead of uh, Algier. Yeah, Tyler Algier, I think it is. That might. He's be gotten say. a good amount of hype, but yeah. he is a rookie. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Williams is pretty similar to Corderell in terms of like ability to do the role of a big mix of running and receiving. I admittedly don't know a ton about Algier, but we've seen enough of Damian Williams to know he can fit into the that role. He's not yeah. he's not as much of a tank as Corderell is, but <laughs> he's a he's a good receiving back. We've talked about his uh some of his pitfalls as a runner in the middle, but if you want him to go, you know, on a wheel route or some shit, he's your guy. There we go. Yeah, I think ultimately like the Falcons this whole year will be about establishing offensive identity. And it's kind of nice that Mariota and Ritter are really similar. If one of them were to miss time, they kind of perform the same thing for the offense. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that is there's... funny. They do, they do have two guys who are not known for being accurate for these big <laughs> receivers. So they don't, they don't have to be accurate. That's a good point you made. Yeah. Right. There's just something about the team that I think is maybe intangible that is kind of you know, hard to hard to talk about, but I don't think they're going to be complete trash. I really don't. They they did turn around in terms of one score games last year. They were seven and two, whereas in twenty twenty, I think we said they were at two and eight. Mm-hmm. So they they flipped it, um, kind of broke that Falcons curse. So that's reassuring. I'm curious what going from Matt Ryan to Mariota and Ritter is win wise because. There are some changes on the roster, but overall, like you're, you're switching out Ridley for London, basically 
couple of switcheroos elsewhere, but not much different aside from the quarterback change. So I'm not I'm not sure what number of wins you you lose going from Matt Ryan to this duo. And I mean we're gonna find out the number. I'm obviously saying it's anywhere from, you know, one to five, probably around three. But so I would say four. That's probably yeah. fair. Yeah, four wins. But I, I said I'm okay with them being bad so they can get a get a quarterback and they can get, you know, younger shot whoever they want. So Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. it's gonna be rough, but it's okay. Yeah. You get you gotta have those years sometimes. You get you gotta have that rough year, the the storm before the calm. Yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes, right? You can see, I yep. smell the rain. I smell that rain, baby. You rain smell storm coming? <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> Whiskey's what we might need during these Falcons games. So <laughs> alas, um, that wraps up uh, the NFC South and our previews of the Southern Divisions. Next, we'll be getting to uh, the West one year when we're back next week to go over uh, AFC and NFC West in what are probably two of the better divisions of the league. So thank you for tuning in. You can find us online at moziandthemuscle.com and on Twitter at moziandmuscle. And Mozzie, and would you like to close us out with anything? You don't have to, you, but you know, figure it, toss it up, oh, switch it up. Uh, you know, that's all, people. That's what that pig said, right? <laughs> that uh, that cartoon pig. <laughs> that is all that happened, comrades. <laughs> Porky <that>. pig. <laughs> Porky pig. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>